Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing first goal scorer, bet gets a goal. I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. That these fellas will get such a shit shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their houses for 10 years. So the usual excitement with Mayo, lads, we predicted this was going to be a good game and it turned out to be an absolute cracker. Um, 20,000 in Castlebar, more than the Connacht final for a qualifier against <laughs> Arvah. Um, yeah, so like, I mean, it was a weird, it was a weird ending to the game. I didn't really understand what was going on with uh, the last free for Armagh. It was pretty much the last kick of the game and... You'd imagine Rian O'Neill was going to come over and he was going to either bomb it straight. It was maybe inside his range. He's got a great kick. But Paddy McKeever came on and Niall Grimley overruled him, took a quick one too and just launched it. A fella who you wouldn't have expected off the outside of the boot from that from that range. So I don't know what was going on there because Rian O'Neill walked across like he wanted to take this free. Yeah, it's a strange one, and and uh, you know you be you be looking was was it discussed with with Paddy McKeever what 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 was going on in, in uh, between the two lads? Uh, another option for me, and I, I've seen him with um, now. Listen, maybe obviously they know, but Ethan Rafferty has a massive boot as on well the left, on yeah. the left as well. Like I I seen him up in up in Queens there for, or in. George on a few years ago and we played him in, in a league game and my God, from halfway line he was putting for over the yeah. bar, like just a massive boot on him. But it's a tough one. You know yourself, you, you're even the one to coming on the outside, but if you meet it on the sweet spot, it looks great, but you know, it's a high percentage shot then to, 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 trying to kick it on the outside of the boot from it there definitely as well. Is. Hey, Rian O'Neill had gone out of it a good bit in the second half. Like, I mean, Stephen Cohen had done well on him and he just, Rian O'Neill was running around the place and he was trying to get on ball. It just wasn't happening for him. Unless Paddy McKeever came in and says, Rian, it's not you're not playing you know it's not, you're, it's not your day you've gone out of it I don't know but, uh, but also, Johnny sorry. Doyle is here as well by the way <laughs> <laughs> but also the other side of it is from a free taking point of view 
Rean O'Neill has got to demand that ball too. Like if you're, maybe he wasn't feeling yeah. too hot. I'm not sure. Was it a, like again, John? You know better, but is it, was it a bit too far out and wide? Maybe, but he, but the referee obviously said that it's not the last kick of the game. So this is another confusing part. So when Grimley got the one-two, the ref's not going to blow it up inside the forty-five yeah, as you're yeah. attacking. He'll give you that attack. You know what I mean? In front of so him he just—it was just like a desperate. Car- carried it yeah, on. Like more. He, he'd, he'd more, and maybe someone, or maybe try to get, try to get Jamie Clark on the ball, or you know, come on a loop or something like that. You'd work it into a, a position. Yeah. But that shot, it, you know, it's a high percentage shot. You know, if you if you ten ten of them at that shot, if he landed two or three, you'd be saying he's doing well. Ah, uh, it was. It, de- it definitely was. So Geezer was given out about the referee, which he always does, because Geezer one of those GEA men who takes a pop at the referee after every game. <laughs> every game, he's a persecution complex. Now, sometimes I disagree with him. He absolutely has a point this time. Um, like the four minutes of extra time, immediately when you see that watching the game, you're thinking, there's never four minutes ever any- anymore. It's minimum six, seven, especially when the, both teams empty the benches and we know it's 30 seconds for a sub. And there was a lot of fellas down. So I just thought four is a little bit, Short, but Kevin McStay did good work on it last night. I was just watching it this morning, and he said, "Like this is ridiculous stuff, lads. This he counted ten minutes, ten minutes. Like so, Doherty was down for a minute thirty-two, Boyle down for a minute fourteen, Harrison down for a minute twelve, McDonough down, Fionn McDonough down for a minute forty-three, Higgins down for a minute forty for forty-three seconds. Just Kevin McLaughlin down for a minute twenty-four. Then there was second seven ha- second half subs." Two of them were double subs, so it was five stoppages of 30 seconds. So that's two and a half minutes. And the other ended up to the other seven minutes. That's ten minutes. Yes. And Morris Deegan's given four. That's a huge mistake, lads. Yeah. It's a huge mistake. But, but does, that, does that time come from the fourth official and then Morris Deegan decides, you know, so if there's a minimum of, say, six minutes, does Morris Deegan then decide, you, know, you never see a referee yeah. going over, you know, and saying five minutes. I know, they're minutes. mic'd up. Deegan will tell yeah. them what's well, left. The yeah. I often indicate. Yeah, like I the, often wondered, well, the fourth official says, well, look at, we've six subdues, that's 30 seconds, that's three minutes. And next thing they're talking. Well, I'd say way. Deegan gives them the. Uh, well, I don't, I'm not sure I'm how not they sure, work that, but know. I'd say the fourth official can count the subs. So Deegan yeah. might give us give him what's added. But yeah, then yeah. Deegan's only adding a minute and a half. Ah, yeah, no, it's which crazy. is less than the Fionn McDonough stoppage on its own. A minute yeah. and a half for all the stuff. If you take out the subs, like he saw a minute and a half of stoppage for 35 minutes of yeah. play. Like that, yeah. that is scary. Like actually, it's no good for our map. It's like referees should now be held accountable and just they should be marking down like are they not keeping time anyway so they should be showing us afterwards where why, they got that time why from why are they doing it like there's a solution here of the clock and it works in the women's game brilliantly yeah. and no one it's taken out of the referee's hand and all this nonsense of referee ah oh, we'll give him a chance to draw it that's bullshit yeah. that's so old school it is that gonna it shouldn't happen. still happen but it is going to happen eventually because that's normally the way the GA work they'll drag their heels for a while and all of a sudden then maybe Five or six years later than it should have happened. Yeah. Someone will come out and it's got through Congress. And but yeah, has, maybe this has gone through Congress. This is the weird thing because Sean McGoldrick was tweeting about this, and I remember it being. I think this was passed. He says Crow Park hierarchy must take full responsibility for this and other time and controversies. Have twice blocked the introduction of a time clock, though it was passed by Congress. Yeah. So that's passed by Congress. Like, I'm confused here. Can Central Council say, no, we don't want that? Or why would they not want it? Or do they not want... What if a referee has a chance to draw it up? Do they want the referee to draw it up? (laughs) 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, with 20,000 in... in uh, yeah, well, no, they, they have to finish. Yeah, yeah. And you see, that's confusing as well yeah. because that maybe that's unfair on my part because most games are being played to an end now outside mm. of provincial finals and all-around finals. Like, sometimes I always think that they're afraid to make those changes if they can't be applied to the club game. And I would have agreed a lot, but not, like, you can't have hockey in a club game or, you know, so no. maybe this is just the perks that you have at the top, top level. level. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I so, think so. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things happen at the top level that doesn't happen at club level. You know, you have no fourth <laughs> official, you, have no, you know, so... Yeah, yeah. You have, you have two local lads doing umpires and stuff like that so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't but but like these are these are mistakes we'll say these are these are so easy to correct and that's the big thing like it's not feasible to have Hawkeye at the moment at every grounds I can understand that you know and you can lose yeah. a game be, you know for having Hawkeye but like these are things that can be really simply sorted out and that's the big that's the big difficulty I have for it yeah. you know and you can understand you know I know you, you, you mentioned Geezer giving out I, I thought he was <laughs> I would expect him to say a lot more he was very he was uh, he was very holding back a lot but you know if you, if that was if that was Kildare I'd be very very disappointed you know and yeah, the, the momentum which uh, you know Chase pushing hard to get it and they would have won it you, I think, well, they would have got a draw if there was another couple of minutes they were just uh, yeah, on top they, they, were, yeah. they had outscored Mayo 6-2 in the last kind of 10 minutes after Mayo had gone gone ahead so they were well on top Geezer says when you're infallible you never learn from your mistakes this is about Morris Deegan that's probably the best <laughs> way I can put it with four minutes of extra time there with maybe 10 or 11 head injuries now he could get his uh, his. he might have exaggerated <laughs> that a little bit said that's nothing to do with Mayo or James Horan that's not his call that's the man in the middle so yeah so like he definitely he has a he has a good point about that and like I mean this is a it, to, to wrap it up it's just a huge mistake by Morris Deegan that he should have to explain Conan you're right how can he have a minute and a half when it's clearly down in black and white there's one two three four five six six stoppages for injuries and they're all on the Mayo side <laughs> by the way yeah. So like I mean it's you can read into that what you want like I mean yeah, are Matt coming back at them they're not stupid I don't yeah. know how many of them were in that slow, point slow down the play maybe yeah, yeah. slow down the, that's the old not, contact lens not, trick uh, we're talking about cynical play is not something we associate with Mayo <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of people are coming out Eamon Fitzmaurice is talking about them being one of the most cynical teams most people that play against Mayo will, will tell you that they're incredibly cynical yeah I, I which yeah listen if if you're in that position yourself, you you know you're trying to have a, a couple of points up and the game maybe flow of the game going against you, you, you know you do what you have to do. I think every every team is cynical when they have yeah, they to do. be, you know. They and do. most of the top teams will find a way to win. That's just the way they are. Like yeah. you know, Eamon Fitzmaurice is talking about tough. You know, Kerry are probably the hardest, toughest. You know, whether we use the word cynical, I use it at certain times with them. You know, they. But that's what winners do. Yeah, they're all, me, like yeah. they're all like that. They're all like that. A couple of things we spoke about last week. So, Jared Oak Burns won the throw in on Aidan O'Shea, <laughs> which was a huge moment in the game. The, if you listen to this show, it was a huge <laughs> moment in the game because we'd built it up. Um, amazingly, Jared Oak didn't go in for the second one. He actually stood off and let Grimley jump with Aidan O'Shea for the second throw in. That was a weird one because he landed on his back in the first one. Another thing we talked about was Rian O'Neill. His palmed goal was a throw. Technically, yeah. that that yeah. is actually catching it and slam dunking it into the yeah. net. Like, I mean, that's a throw. And another thing we talked about was Jared Oakburns and Jason Doherty both getting yellow cards when Jared Oakburns did nothing. He was just running back out from the goals. Jason Doherty ran into him. They went down to the ground, started wrestling with him. Two yellows. <laughs> Referee took the easy option out again. So, which which is a complete uh, weird one. But just in, in, interesting on the referee before I go back or move on is outside of the extra time, I didn't think he was playing with either team necessarily. I thought he was given some weird soft freeze for both teams. Did you think, did, like, was there any argument that he was playing? Kevin McLaughlin 
took about 10 steps for his goal. Yeah, that was it. He that took about eight up, and we always talked about this on the show. When you go past a player or ride a tackle, the referee seems to lose track of your steps. So McLaughlin took about seven going up towards uh, Brendan Donaghy, then went around him, and in the act of going around him, put his hand up. You know the big slow effort at a bounce? Now by the time he's bounced it, he's up to 10, mm. 10 12 steps. I, I Alan, Alan Brogan was really good at that. Well, Brogan, yeah. Brogan started <laughs> he it. He invented it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I tell you what, even just playing Masters, I do it all the time. It's brilliant. <laughs> but it works so well. It's this big pronounced bounce. Uh, Daniel Flynn did it as well. Daniel's Daniel not too Flynn, bad he's very good at it too. It's hard to count his steps. His legs are moving so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's true. I, I didn't think he was overly uh, favouring um, either team though is the point I was trying to make the Lee Keegan injury was a funny one because he went over clearly well it wasn't clearly that he went over his ankle but he got a very bad injury where he was almost crying leaving the field but if you showed a replay where the injury occurred right in the middle of the field there was nothing untoward with Rian O'Neill he'd gone on him at that stage but he made a run and that happened and then then Rian O'Neill made a run back the other way and Keegan was injured and still sprinted back after him with that injury. And then it was a free and the play was pulled up and then Keegan is just can't move. But I just thought it was to what a warrior this fella is that he badly rolled his ankle but didn't go down immediately. He waited until the play could stop to allow him to go down. And actually, and a bit like James McCarthy the week before, mm. got a bad injury but was still playing on, you know, until playing he on had adre- to. On, on adrenaline, maybe. I'd say, you know. And I suppose that that's, that's the type of, I suppose, that, as you said, a warrior that Lee Keegan is, you know, it was... Don't worry, I'll, I'll worry about myself in a minute. What's yeah. the best for the team here now? And, and you need those characters, you need those type of players in, in your team, you know. And uh, time and time again, we, we show him what a warrior he is, you know. Yeah, it's, they're screwed though, aren't they, Mayo, with all the injuries? <laughs> yeah. they, they are. Like, I mean, they're, they're dead men walking, I reckon. I was sort of thinking they were a bit screwed in that game because they had just taken Andy Moore enough and then yeah. they took him Which off by choice. Too, wasn't, wasn't doing that bad. For a no. full forward, he had, he had eight possessions in 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. He'd set up the Fionn McDonough goal, which was maybe, if that happened in rugby, they'd be salivating about the hands. Yeah. yeah. That was rocketed at him and he yeah. was running at full pace and he, he gathered that on the full. Incredible by Fionn McDonough. Like, usually you would fall over, yeah. you know, the momentum of actually carrying that. But I thought Moran was doing fine. Yeah, and, and the thing about Andy Moran, there's certain t- types of players in, in games that can, you know, you think he's maybe not going that well. And all of a sudden then, in a couple of minutes of magic, he's a goal set up yeah. or he's a couple of pints kicked out with nothing. And you're thinking, Gianni, you know, there's some so some players that are maybe not going well, you know, it's not their day. Yeah, they do it, yeah, yeah. But he's the type of player that just, I want nothing, he can create an opportunity, create a chance, uh, he'll get a score off, you know, at a, at a crazy angle. So I thought it was a strange move taken. Yeah, taken now, having said that, Kevin McLaughlin scored 1-1 and yeah, he came no, on for him. Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's still, I but do agree with you, yeah, I do and, agree and with you. I would, thought it would it be any worse having the two of them on the field? Well, that's it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, Darren Cohen coming off would have been a worse well, one. Well, that's right? true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great decision, actually. John Heslin's black card, lads. This is terrible, really. Like, And Brian Kennedy got a similar one against Kildare. What is wrong with letting the lad know you're around? Yeah. Is that gone? Because I think there's a cynical body check and there's a, I'm going to give shoulder. Brennan a yeah. dump now yeah. and just let him know I'm in around here. Because, he, you know, like that go, that's going on so oh, long. Yeah. Like It's getting too sanitised. If Heslin's a black card and Brennan had hand-passed it off, he wasn't even looking to catch up with the player, no, go on. No. Heslin just gave him a little bit of... Yeah. Welcome to Cusick Park. Uh, you can't, you can't be sent off for that. No, it's crazy, and and like for Westmead to lose John Heslin as well, like it's just it's and it's in a it, it's crazy. I, to me, that is absolutely. It goes against everything the black card was bought. What I believe I was so. bought into yeah. in for you know a bit of Justin around. Like you can, you, you turn on the telly yes, and I can take the head of a lad with a hurl, and there's not a word about it. You know, like come on. 
I know they're yeah. two different games, but uh, to see John Heslin, yeah, kills, exactly. Killed Burns. But you see John Heslin going off, and like it's nearly like someone's let the arrow with me. And I know they came back and they battled hard, but like yeah. he's their talisman. You know, yeah. they need him on the field. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's wrong. It's, it's wrong. Just, it's yeah, not. It's, it's, it's showing a it's showing a lack of understanding, really. I think of the game. Well, if if every referee in every game applied all these rules like that, then you know we could have less of a complaint about it. But they don't. No, That's they the don't. problem, That's and it's not why the black card was brought. In, you know, so it always just comes back to the rules. And it's like, is it there to stop Senegal player to stop people, you know, bringing people down when you go for a goal? Or what's it down there for? You can say, yeah, he just gave him a dunk. They need to revisit it. Like, it's there for Senegal foils. Yeah. And, like, you know, to try and clarify that somehow. Yeah. We saw an example of the dreaded short kick out as well, lads, in for the clear goal. Like, I mean, if in doubt, drive it out would be my motto. But having said that, Gary Brennan and um, O'Connor are in midfield and they're obviously, I, the Westmead tactics had to be to keep it away from them. So I can have a little, forgive them a little bit, but look, when a short kick out goes wrong, lads. Oh, and it goes horribly wrong. It goes no, horribly it norm- wrong. It normally ends up in the back of the net or at least a score or even sometimes a penalty. But for me, when you're, for a goalkeeper, he has to, if he's going short, he has to be 110% sure and he has to put it Wide left or right, yeah. putting it in the middle is just, you know, it just when it goes wrong, it's 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 a game changer. And yeah. like for, for for a keeper, you know, for me, it'd be pulling pulling Gary Brennan right to the sideline and putting it to far side, yeah. you know, and 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 take it from there and look to, to take breaks because you know, you're, as you rightly say, play around the middle of the field are very strong. They're very strong, yeah. But that's it. Just get Brennan one side. Like I mean, I'm I, these short kickouts. I don't know. Um, it doesn't make any sense, but Westmead lost Heslin, they lost uh, Ronan O'Toole to a, two blacks, and Jerry Egan got injured. So, yeah, like, I mean, they did, they did well to get within one. I know the last one was a kind of a, a, a consolation kind of point, long range point, although they did get one more kick out, which you would have thought watching the highlights, that's the last one. And who launch, gets it out of the sky? Only Gary yeah. Brennan. Like, talk about standing oh, up when yeah. it's needed. Like, that yeah, was. Well, that's like, not his first time to do that no. for Claire and Fairness yeah. No. Jack Cooney was on after the, the match, right, lads? And all managers seem to be doing this. It's a Premier League phenomenon. It's the Harry Redknapp kind of put a spin on your year. So Jack Cooney says, all in all, it's been a very positive year. And I'm wondering, what has it, though? Like, they lost their first match in Leinster. It hasn't been a positive championship anyway. They won Division 2, got promoted. Grand, so that's fair enough. And they won the O'Byrne Cup. So maybe if you're taking the year in, in, in... They only beat Limerick and Waterford. And they weren't overly impressive against Limerick. Two Division 4 teams at home. And then lost to Clare, lost to Leash. I'd say they'd be very disappointed with how the championship has gone. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, these interviews after matches, it's nearly just throughout something to keep, you know... like. Yeah. The last thing from a playing point of view you would have had is particularly with the local lads because you'd meet them up the town and you'd give them a few words. But you'd be really that sick. You wouldn't want to talk to anyone. And, you know, for me, I'd say Jack Cooney, in fairness to him, he had to give them something. But when he sits down and looks at it and says, right, you know, at the start of the year, what's achievable for us? And let's look at at the end of the year. I would say that he won't be overly happy with the year. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't as you say. I don't know why managers can't just be a little bit self-deprecating and say, "Geez, we're very disappointed. We expected more out of ourselves, but the league went well, yeah. you know, and we, that's something to build on." Yeah. I don't like this kind of. Uh, don't take me for a fool and say it's been a really good year. John Mahan did something similar in his interview after the Leash game. That's been a very good year. You could argue, considering the base they were coming from, that he might have an argument. They did very well against Mead. They should have beaten Mead. 
um, and then beat Sligo and then, you know, didn't perform fairly well against Leash, you know, so yeah. I don't know. Well, it's probably, I, I would think it's probably been a better year for John Mahan than it has for Jack Coney. Yeah, yeah. You know, coming I, from where they're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And, and they were very unlucky against Mead, I, I thought, you know, the, yeah. the, the nine mark me had that goal chance and if that went in, it was game over, you know. Derry got the same as well. Like, you know, we're making great progress. That was it. Year. That's what reminded me of it as well. He was at the same. Yeah. We talked about they this last Wexford. week. <laughs> they beat Wexford this year and well, he got out of Division 4 but we were taking the Division 4 by that manager, you know, so that was the sort of bare minimum we yeah. the division four. So. We've had a great year. It's yeah. the, it's the Premier League phenomenon. Yeah, it's not yeah. wanting to it's not wanting to criticize. Maybe it's this endless positivity we have to yeah. deal with. But uh, yeah, but nobody's like we're all watching it. We all see the results and stuff. Yeah. So you would be better off being a bit more honest. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So Championship Fever hit a more park lads. I couldn't get over to this because obviously I had to watch the higher profile game in Armagh and Mayo. And uh, someone texted me actually and said, "Why didn't Willie just record the Armagh Mayo game?" Yeah, but then not, <laughs> by the time I get home, then I'm watching that. Then I'm waking up watching matches again on Sunday. And I, when I know the result, when I know the result in a match, I find it very hard to watch Tro- it. Throwing the masters into it as well. Yeah, yeah busy right, there's only so much you could take. There's only so many matches that you can watch. And anyways, after those two games on Saturday night, I had to kind of prep these shows anyway. So I was like, "No, it's, listen, I, listen, was I had com- to, you were confident there was another day out for to work on my, I had to work on time management." But it was unbelievable crowd here lads like I mean it was savage um, Ross Munley started um, for Leash there was a huge Offaly crowd at it huge Leash crowd Saturday evening two evenly enough match teams and a really good traditional uh, game uh, by all accounts Munley started which I thought was an interesting one he's 36 right and the interesting thing about this is not that he's 36 is that he only got a couple of minutes against Mead he didn't feature at all against Westmead or Derry so like I mean I love this kind of thing like number one he must have been going well in training which is a great thing and you're basing it off training another thing is is maybe that we know Offaly play a traditional brand of football they don't get bodies behind the, the ball Ross is 36 now can he maybe he's not able for those all those zonal defenders you know so I like a rabbit being thrown out of a hat based on what are we facing what team suits this team? Munley love a bit of space now. He'd be, you know, mm. he, he'll really thrive in that. And I thought that was really good management from John uh, Sucru. Yeah, and in fairness with, with Ross, you know exactly what you're going to get every time he, he goes out. He'll give you, you know, an, a huge honest effort. And again, you're, you're looking back and say, well, look, at maybe history will show that Ross does well against against Offaly as well. And, yeah. um, you know, I... I, I, for me, and, and you know, you'll be a lot closer to the camera. You'll be watching a lot more of what's going on. To me, it was a smart move to put him to put Ross back in in there. Um, you know, he'll chip in with his couple of points, but he also he, he brings other players into it. And I'm sure for young lads coming in and that he's a, a very positive influence within the team. You know, so yeah. I, I, I thought it was definitely a good move to have him in there. For 60 minutes, Leash had eight different scorers and scored 19 points in 60 minutes. And it's six wise then in the last 10 minutes. So they're probably convincing enough winners. They awfully had a strong wind in the first half. And when they didn't have a lead at half time, you know, you're kind of in trouble at that stage. And there was another good quote. Their two midfielders, Owen Carroll and Peter Cunningham, were taken off as well. And they, were, they had been um, their kind of strong area against Mead. Um, that day but I thought it was an interesting quote from John Sucru he said we were in rehab last week so, or that was in the week after the Mead game so he said they didn't get going at all against Derry in the first half and they only started playing football again so listen Leash have Cork now so it'll be interesting to know there's a, um, there's a part of me thinking Jesus I don't think Leash are ready for Super 8s imagine Jesus it's Dublin's group as well yeah. it'd be like holy shit <laughs> Would it be and it, yeah, they always say like with teams like Leash, oh, it'd be great for their development. And I'm wondering, Dublin, Tyrone, 
How's that going to maybe mm. obviously playing at a higher level will expose you to what level you need to get to? I suppose that's the argument, isn't I, it? And they're better playing in the Super Eights than sitting at home. Yeah, well like, that's true. You know, and I, I'm not but sure about Ross Common's experience last year. Yeah, but but see, I, I'm you not never sure. Go, yeah, go I, on. I'm not sure about this whole development because every year is so different. Like you play for now and you play for the year, and yeah, okay, you can say. You know, next year we'll blow a few young lads, but eventually the next year is going to have to stop, and you're going to have to. This all this development has to lead to somewhere. Yeah, I, I definitely that, think there's an example of that. Absolutely, right? like we we talk about. Oh well, you no, know, we're bringing in the twenties now, and you know, but eventually we have to. These guys have to mature, and listen, I'd be a big advocate of drawing them in. You know, it's it's sink or swim. You learn a lot more there, playing at the highest level, and and um, yeah, you could you could face a. A bit of a Dublin against a Tyrone or a Dublin, but sure, if you meet them in the first round of Leinster, you know you're going to face the same thing. So you play yeah. for the now and play at the highest level you can. Yeah, it'd be a good, it'd be a great. The home game, I suppose, would be the big, the big one in that. You know, you get a good, good crowd. Depends who you would draw in that. So Keane O'Neill got sent off. Uh, Johnny, you were at this one in. Newbridge, uh, you were picked up on the sky cameras there as well, so you were. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you were doing up there in the press box. Lucky you weren't face, picking your nose. Face for radio. I was just, just after stopping. <laughs> <laughs> so he got sent off, and he got sent off. I thought he had a point. It was a dispute of 45. So Donlan caught the ball, right? Now his hands didn't move back, or his whole body didn't move back. So either he caught it behind the line, which I think he did, or he would have caught it in front of the line. Neither scenario would be that it was a 45. So Keane O'Neill, I think, rightly got, got annoyed and ended up getting sent off. Refused to go into the stand and just stood at a gate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. I suppose, look at, you know, managers are, are, are different. Some lads won't make any, some managers won't make any gestures at all. And Keane is lively on the line um, and he was very quick to get out. I watched him, he was he sprinted down to get it and he was given the umpire <laughs> both barrels um, and then Listen, it was it was. I thought I thought it was going to be a bit farcical there. The ref was wasn't going to start the match. You know, it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit silly to be honest. Which um, he didn't go off. He, he stood in, and the, I think they opened the door, opened the gate three or four times. You could hear it squeaking from up in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was adamant he wasn't going to go. But see, in Newbridge, where would you even go? Is there even like, I mean, Newbridge is as as uh, yeah. bloody old as the hills. Yeah, yeah. Where but there was you? no there was no seat in the stand. He wasn't going to put some eight year old woman over seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there so, isn't. They're at a premium seat in there. They are. They are. So and, he just stayed. That'd be the, ul- the ultimate. Uh, you know, you, the camera followed him up to Stanley in order to sit down, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like Arsene Wenger yeah. in Old Trafford. <laughs> that was a classic one, he yeah. had no yeah. seat. Yeah. Um, so what's he going to do now, Johnny? You think he, that'll be the end of him? It, like he said, they died with their boots on. I don't know if they did, to be honest with you. So it was a weird one. They battled well in the first half. But they, actually, do you know what? We're, we'll, we'll keep that analysis for, for part two. But do you think Keenan Neal will stay or go? It's a, it's a hard one to know. I, look at he's 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 been there four years. He, you know, you, has, has he brought this group as far as they can? People around the county probably would say yes. He probably it's time for a change. Um, and in fairness to him, you know, he's living in Cork. He's working in Cork. It's a long track up every, right. you know, three or four times a week. You know, I'm sure when he sits down and, and has a chat at home and discusses like, does he have the grot to keep? Because that's a big commitment to go, you know, time and time again. Um, so it's it's a difficult one to know. It's a difficult one to know. I, I probably, I think probably, you know, he probably 
has brought this group I think maybe a bit of freshness might might be no harm but listen he's done a lot of good work there and, and he won't be short of offers I'm sure either maybe not as a manager but as being involved in teams like I mean yeah absolutely and he's look at his record it has been good you know he's he's been in, in, a, in a strength and conditioning role he's been with Kerry he's been with Mayo he's been with Tipperary you know he's been down in Limerick so he's a lot of a lot of experience um, but it's it's a different experience in the hot seat as manager, like you can, you can be heavily involved as a selector, but the pressure in, in management and yeah. the pressure in managing your own county is massive, you know. Yeah. And in an age of keyboard warriors and all this sort of thing, it's it's not the it's not the nicest place to be. And let's be honest about it, you know, more ninety percent of managers, it's going to end wrong for you. You know, you, it's someone's going to say oh, thanks for that now, and good luck, because unless you win a provincial title or a league. Or or uh, an All Ireland, you failed. Yeah, that's that's the harsh reality of it. Yeah, and he got them to Super Eights last year. I think he's been very unlucky this year with injuries and Daniel Flynn not committing. Paul Cribben, they're two huge players, those two, and he couldn't build on last year, which is disappointing. He didn't have his full team no, to be I, able to build on. And now you could say a lot of every team has injuries, and you have to roll with the punches. Yeah, and yeah, and like lost Ben McCormick early in the game, you know. Kevin Flynn from Selbridge came in last had a brilliant year. He's he been has out all year. He's yeah. been out all so year. The him, Cribben you know. and Daniel Flynn, like they're three big ah, losses. They are, they are, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, while people around the county saying, oh, the 20s, 20 year olds to bring in straight away, all right, you'll, you'll introduce one or two of them, but they're probably just not ready just yet either. So, there's a lots of different things and and um, to take into consideration there, you know. But he has been unlucky with, with injuries. He certainly has. Yeah, no, he definitely has. So you were you were at the game, so you didn't hear Dick Clerken on the cocom, which was bore as boring as come. Did you hear him, Conan? I did. Yeah, you I did. T- I quickly turned it down as well, like you you did as well. I had to turn it down. Then curiosity got the better of me, so I turned it back <laughs> off. <laughs> guilty, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> guilty pleasure. <laughs> but his, his ability to say something so obvious and make it sound like he's just telling people like the most interesting thing in the world I don't know how he managed to do it but it, the best one was Darren McCurry towards the end he was talking about seeing him in Croke Park and he obviously had this planned and that he saw him in Croke Park and at the all Ireland final and McCurry hadn't committed and he said that God I was wondering what he might be might have been thinking but he's come back this year and he's put in some serious performances like McCurry's been a sub all year he <laughs> said he only started against Longford he didn't score and he played yeah. fairly well that day, so I don't know what these serious performances were. But listen, I said I thought I'd uh, another good one. Oh, another good one was uh, look at the pace of the, of this Tyrone uh, break. Uh, uh, Clerkin says as McCurry was running forward, turned around and passed it backwards. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll go on onto analysis and leave him alone. I've had fellas follow me and not just Cork lads you know what I mean and, mm. uh, it happens it happens yeah. and, and it does happen yeah. but I'll tell you one thing it's a lonely spot and the best thing you can do is keep moving and I thought Connolly yeah. looked to be trying to do yeah. that the last yeah. time the camera show it doesn't look great yeah there was um, maybe if they could say it was theatrical or whatever but like the reality is that there was contact and um, I wasn't trying to win a penalty I was trying to go out and win the ball you know actually it's funny your man Conan what's his name on, on your programme like I, I was wondering if he had the same match as me. He was kind of making out Terry, but unlucky to lose. Like, okay, so we'll start with Kildare and Tyrone. So this was a bit of a hammering for Kildare. In fairness, they had O'Grady sent off in the second half, and the floodgates opened a little bit. But in fairness, to be honest, they were getting well beaten even in the first half. I don't know how they had it back to two points. 
um, after the Feely goal and a Tyrrell point. Yeah, so Keane O'Neill says the guys, they'll be devastated with defeat. They died with their boots on and they never stopped trying to play. I don't think they ever stopped trying to play, Johnny. But geez, they, they, they didn't have the intensity in the tackle that, you know, you need at that level, right? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And it's probably something that they haven't had all year, that, that aggressive aggressive uh, tackling. And even just looking at the, the physique of both sets of players, um, just Tyrone seemed to be so much physically stronger, um, moving a, a much more pace um, and and aggressive in the tackle. We, yeah. we could have got lots of men back, but didn't really put any pressure on the on the, the kicker and 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 then Maddie Donnelly just waltzing through lads. Now we know he's a big strong he fella. He's a big strong but he's, fella. Sometimes he's not even running a full pace and he's no. just moving past somebody. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. I was I was doing a little bit on, on local radio and we were looking down like oh, I was struggling to see. Who's picking up Matty Donnelly? Like before the game, you'd be saying, "Okay, Matty Donnelly and Peter Hart. If we can try stop it, it's not saying we're going to win it, but if we can minimise them." And you look at Donegal, um, they, they snuffed out. I'm not sure who picked him up, but they snuffed out um, Peter Hart. He was he struggled big time in that game, and yet he, he did what he wanted. And I, I was looking around; it looked like David Highland had him once. And at one stage, I looked up and Owen Flaherty was marking. I was thinking, "Oh, what? A, you know, who's like? All right, the game is evolving, but there is man I say." I don't want to see him that's yeah, all yeah, you do yeah. you may make sure you keep him to a minimum um, and that's where Calair really struggled I thought yeah no it did it definitely did like I mean it was a weird one it, after 43 seconds you could tell exactly how Toronto are going to, going yeah. to uh, I just have it written down here everyone except for McShane <laughs> was inside the 45 now Calair have seen that before but going by the commentary because we weren't at it you, you would have been at it Johnny is Calair left three men inside Toronto left one now mm. I don't see the logic of that because you're never going to get it down to those three anyways. So all you're really doing in effect is losing two extra defenders, which Tyrone have. So Tyrone are dictating this game to you, whereas they've more bodies in defence and they're breaking. You've less bodies in defence and what you have in attack, you can't get it to them before Tyrone get back. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, tactically, if Toronto are leaving one up, you really have to just leave one up. One up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought like, even at the, there's, there's three... The, you know, if you're if you're going to try play that, and then look, at, we can all argue with different tactics and stuff like that. You have to have, you have to play that in a triangle. You have to have someone on the forty, like, and because Calair struggle when when they, they try to play like, um, if if there's no option to kick, we send to go lateral, and we end up in trouble and, and letting Tyrone filter back. Even when a couple of times we did, um, Calair did um, turn them over, and it was only a couple of times, but. We'd no option then, so we ended up going, and it just Tyrone filtered back and swarmed us out time and time yeah. again. You know, you have but to. It, I don't, would would the would the link man on the forty work with an extreme defensive system like Tyrone? I'm not sure. There's any kicking yeah. game can work against that. I you think know, but, they, uh, maybe on a transition. I don't know, but, but they'll have lads back mind in the house for that as well. I I agree, but but whatever chance you have, if, if you have an option there, you have a chance of using it if it if it does evolve that way. Yeah. With three lads sitting in the full forward line. That's yeah. that's gone. It's strange on leaving you know, them all in there. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there was times they did come up, but I just felt that Claire didn't. There was an air of inevitability, as you say. Well, I would have put it after five minutes. You give it forty three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, there was an air, even when Claire did come back, and and, and fairness to work the Kevin Feely goal very well. But for me, it was just a case of ah well. Tyrone are just going to go on and win this game. They seem to be able to do everything at such a at, at an ease. They didn't even look like they got into top gear, and we didn't put a glove on them. Yeah, yeah, because when Tyrone play like that and Kildare play like that, though, it turns it into 
like conditioning matters more than ever then that's what happened with Roscommon last year and that, that's probably a problem in, in Gaelic football at the minute in club and counties that teams can still be so far ahead because their conditioning is far better and Tyrone's is obviously at the top level and I think it's that difference shows when you're not up to that level well the, the condition I'd agree to, to a point but the conditioning was, was, was to me looking at it was massively different but also the approach play was massively different as well. Like they just, you know, they they kept it they kept it really wide, you know, when the opportunity came. Sometimes they played it back, um, like they're they're half back, um, got the goal, you know, the, the corner back, two corner back scored. Cassidy, you know, Cassidy just ghosted in. Nobody and picked them got up. Two points too, you know, um. You know that that ball across the square. We got caught twice for that. Two that, balls. That was O'Donoghue who didn't track Sludden. That yeah. was terrible defending by him. This the 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 man that made that goal was Sludden coming off the shoulder off McShane, right? And O'Donoghue was just trailing behind him, and then it was just thrown across, and it was a goal. But that was O'Donoghue's fault. Like I mean, Sludden was the man that needed to be picked up there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that that's the thing for me is is you know taking responsibility and. The, the the basics of the the game, okay. You're there's defensive units and there's systems, and you're you're you have to use your head. Would say, well, my man's not dangerous here. I've got to get across here, and I under. But then there comes a point in a defender. Where's my man? Who am I picking up here? And for me, too many times that Kildare, yes, the loads of lads back, but not doing it, not taking responsibility. You know, um, and and that was a that was a, a case in point where, you know, if I'm picking up, um. If I'm picking up um, Sludden, I've got to get to him and I've got to get in his face. Like, if it was the far end, you know, Adam Terrell wasn't getting that space. There was someone in his face the whole time, pushing at him, pushing him back, getting a, a hand on him. And that's that, that's what Tyrone are really good at and that's what where Kildare really struggled. Yeah, I think that when you talk about the physicality, because I actually thought Kildare did have the physicality, but like that's based on last year's team where Tommy Mulock's in midfield, Fergal Conway's in the half forward line, Paul Cribbins in the half forward line, Paddy Brophy's playing well, Daniel Flynn's playing well. They're three six foot three yeah. level players. You know yeah, that you're Tommy taking Mulek, I thought Tommy Mulock should have started. Yeah. I thought it was a game game for him. Um he'd been doing well already he, he struggled a little bit like the other fifteen against Dublin. Um but he, you know he's a big, big unit. He's he's six, probably six four, and he's he's a big lad, and yeah, um, he, he's in reasonable shape, and he, he'll always kick in for a long range score. He came on and, and got a score, so I thought he was a bit. I thought it was a game that would have suited him because yeah. it was going to be very physical. Yeah, especially because Big Kennedy there in midfield, he'd be able to fetch with him or, or jump with him. He got the black card. We'd mentioned that, and he can't get a good run of injury with it between injury and that black card. Because Tyrone were ag- pressing aggressively on the Kildare kickouts, which is not really that common for them, especially when they play that defensively. They wouldn't be getting put in a huge press, but they were put in a huge press. Now, they didn't do brilliantly on the Kildare kickouts. This was the first half kickouts. They, they only won four of Kildare's 16 kickouts. This was a stat on Sky, but off those four, they scored one, two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just shows, effective the, it just shows the reward you get. <clears throat> When you are pressing and you win that press, yeah. it's incredible yeah. because obviously we know both teams reset. We call them set, they're almost, kickouts are set plays now. That It's like American football. You know where both teams are going to be. They both reset, you know, and yeah. that's it. So if you win that. And Tyrone, Tyrone um, gave Kevin Feely a tough time on the kickouts. Um, you know, there was there was two lads jumping the hole because Kevin Feely is a big part of the Calera kickout plan. You know, he's, yeah. he's feeling... Even though he caught two massive balls there on, on uh, Saturday evening. Kavanagh caught a couple of good ones too. Did, yeah. They were marking each other, I think. Yeah, they were. I think yeah. it was funny, actually. Feely scored an inspirational point in the second half and he must have been admiring it because Morgan got the kick out off and Kavanagh caught Kavanagh and, Kavanagh, Kavanagh, and yeah. Feely was yeah. nowhere near him. But I think what Kavanagh did was just got 
this was at the other side of the field Kavanagh caught the one the kick out whereas Feely scored the brilliant point under the stand yeah. so I thought that was clever but Morgan's kick outs were outstanding now I think it's a, a combination of Kildare putting no press on it it was terrible stuff from Kildare yeah. the kick outs because there was two Neil Flynn frees in the first half and you're looking at it going Jeez, Morgan's getting a, every kick out I think Tyrone had a 100% uh, success rate with their kick outs or something crazy like that and then the Neil Flynn free so right there's no excuse for not pressing that and he's just tapping it away to a free man yeah, Morgan yeah. you know like that's not good enough from Kildare's point of view maybe the plan was not to press with everybody they wanted yeah, to keep not, dial back I'm not sure but Tyrone's Tyrone's kickouts um, on a couple of occasions were, were the half forward and Tyrone half forward and pushed up and, and he put it in nearly over the midfield and, and they got a couple of scores off that and Armand did that um, I think it was two or three years ago with, with Kildare as well brought everyone up and, and just drove it into the half forward line and, and, and were very creative on it as well so I, I thought they were, their kick outs were really really good Maybe Kildare were maybe watching that maybe I don't know but it definitely mm-hmm. didn't seem to have uh, Morgan although Morgan is very good at getting those, yeah, getting those like, away Yeah he probably deserves very fast. but if Kildare are playing with three full fours then it is surprising that they couldn't try and scupper at least one of them and the reward's worth the risk as well like if you're saying Tyrone only won a few of them there and got one two off it like that is worth losing all the other ones that they lost. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely was. Uh, we'll just talk quickly about Feely's goal. It was excellent. Um, it was a lovely. Just Conway. We'll talk about Conway and Feely in performance the weekend because they kept Kildare. What God, it could have been terrible without those two. But Conway played a lovely uh, diagonal ball across, and it ended up with Cribben who passed it across to Feely and and stuck it away. So Feely ended up with one two. Like mm. I mean, um, a very good performance from him. Yeah, and 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 rightly so, Fergal Conway beside him, and it was bizarre. Just I don't know whether you picked it up on telly, but it looked like um, um, Fergal Conway was after overplaying it, or and it looked he like might for a split have, he, second, might, he might have fouled Tyrone. The ball. Yeah, Tyrone stopped. Yeah, and we were all sort of saying, just for that split second, and all of a sudden, then he picked out uh, Keith Cribben, who, who thought it very well to to put it across to. To uh, to Feely and he finished it and that sort of kept we were in struggling big time at that big stage. Time. You know? Terrell got a free, so then it went from being six behind to four behind four in behind, a space yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, when the Clare didn't deserve that, well, <laughs> they didn't really we like. take it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't though. I thought Tyrone were by far the better team the whole way through through the the whole way through the game. But I still think Kildare would be a match for Tyrone with their full team. But you can't keep saying, I suppose, with full teams because no, yeah. every county is missing lads, yeah, and that's yeah. just that you have to play with what you have. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Uh, Mayo Armagh, right? So this was, uh, like we said, this was an outstanding game. It, we we knew it was never not going to be an outstanding game because of the two teams. Armagh made a brilliant start. So Grugan was on fire. We predicted him last Thursday that this game would really suit him. And as it turns out, it really did suit him. Um, Mernon actually was injured. Whether Grugan would have been brought in if Mernon hadn't been injured, we don't know. But he started conning the game incredibly well. Like just doing what we know he can do and being that playmaker and seeing that pass. And that's how the goal came about. Yeah, he's... He's such a perfect like half forward almost because he works so hard as well. Like you know, when he pops. He worked up. very hard the other night, yeah. Yeah, and like he, 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 he popped up the fence a few times. He, he went through the middle with the ball, but um, he is around that sort of 50, 60 meters out. He's just got such a nice balanced like sort of look to him, and he can go off either foot. And every little ball he dinks in is just bouncing in front of someone, and it's 
it's almost enticing the cornerback, which is what happened for the first goal, to try and yeah. come in and nip it because it's just sort of threading in front of the the full forward. Yeah, well, Phil McDonough was a bit a bit uh, naive in his defending. I thought there he was Nugent, yeah. like he like, and in that point, you have to stay goal side, right? You can't like. There's one thing a a, a defender in the half forward line going crazy out to get it, but like I mean, if you're on the edge of the square, <laughs> like you couldn't believe your luck, Johnny, if yeah. the lad's trying to because then yeah. it, this is basically if I get it before him. He's gone. Yeah, he's he, he, you can't overcommit. No, you know because uh, as you rightly say, you're you're leaving the house down behind be behind you. You've got to make sure if you're going that you you knock that ball that the, the forward doesn't get it. Um, and and it was costly. Like you know, mm. it cost him. It cost him dearly. But I thought Grogan was immense. Uh, yes, yesterday or Saturday, I thought he was. He he just mixes everything. You know, he yeah. he's the he's the stylish finisher of the forward, but he's that. Unbelievable! And I thought him and Jamar Hall worked really, really hard. Jamar Hall was excellent. Yeah, yeah they worked. They, they worked that half forward line. You know, you could see that they're in there, and I know Kieran likes his two half forwards really, really working hard. Um, and and for me, they were they were like two, they were like two pieces of an engine. They were going the whole time. You know. Lincoln, Lincoln attack and uh, or defence and attack. They definitely were. Yeah, O'Neill, Rian O'Neill started the game so brilliantly. Lee Keegan had to go over on him, so we didn't see enough of that battle. But mm-hmm. like Rian just completely went out of it. I think he's told go where you like. There doesn't seem to be any structure because he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out, and it's not unlike a manager to be going out in. I think yeah. he's yeah. drifting around himself, and what he's actually doing, like often just staying where you are for a minute. And just let the play yeah. come to you. And this is hard to do because some of the games when I play my worst, I'm desperate to get on it. Yeah. Calling for everything and I'm running, making runs. And then who was I t- listening to one time? I can't remember who it was. And they were saying, just just stay where you are for a little while. Stop doing stop doing that. And yeah. just see what see how the play develops without you having to be in it. And suddenly yeah, you see, might get a hand your ball. He might be given that freedom. I, I remember one time, you know, after a league game, um, McGinney called me in after a disaster of a league game. And I said, I was playing inside. I should have wanted it. was coming in. And he looked at me in the cold stare as he normally has. And he said, well, go and get the fucking thing. Do you know? <laughs> right. If it's not yeah. coming, you go and get it. And right. maybe there is that bit of a freedom that... Then you're in midfield. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but maybe he does, you know, rotates them and gives them that freedom of expression. Yeah. And, and um, But you're, but there needs to be a bit of structure there does, too, yeah. you know? Because yeah. I thought Rian played his way out of the game rather than the other way around. Maybe yeah. I'm being a bit harder. He sort of reminds me a bit of uh, Mark Lynch where Derry always said they need him at full forward and midfield and at half forward. Do you know, where where do you pick him then though? Like where do you tell him to stay for well, the 20 way they, minutes? The way Armagh had started the game, stay inside. Yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. I mean, that was very obvious. There's no need to be coming out here at all. Like I mean, they were they were winning the midfield battle. Then I suppose Mayo started going short with all their kickouts. Yeah. The message went into Clark: we ain't winning these. Armagh were doing really well, yeah. and sure when they were doing well on on kickouts, well then Grugan was in his position to influence the game. It was only in the second half where Grugan went out of it when Mayo took all their, all their kickouts short. So they couldn't get that platform with their half forward line in an advanced position. You know what I mean? In yeah, an advanced I mean, position. The other side of that, I suppose, is if, if, you're, if you're playing, you want Jamie Clark in towards the goal in around the square as well. So, you know, with the, with the ebb and flow of the game, you, you, particularly the modern game, you, you tend to get sucked out. And all right, you want someone in there. Maybe O'Neill got caught in that situation where he was in and he was out and he was yeah. trying so hard to get on the ball. Like, you know, that's that's the modern game now. You have to be able to have an even in the full forward lane. You're you're not going to be just a glorified corner forward now. If if there's someone covering that, there's a target in there. At some stage, you've got to get out and, and get on ball. And maybe he he fell into that trap, sort of trying really hard, but not. 
not making yeah you know, making not, it work for him. You not know? making it work. Armagh got lots of bodies back behind the ball, Conan. But like I mean, they still it didn't look boring. Like it, they were getting them back <laughs> yeah. maybe with the ball. Like they were still going for it and they were pairing off one on one. But they were getting a, they were Donahue was a full time well a sweeper as much as he could. Um, depending on getting himself yeah. freed up, but it was still a very, very exciting game. Maybe it's Mayo. I don't know Mayo's style of play. No matter who they play, it's going to be an exciting game. But Armad definitely got they, they had fourteen turnovers to Mayo seven at half time, which was a reflection on kind of the way they had been playing. You know what I mean? They yeah. were playing by getting more bodies back than Mayo had been. No, I'm really happy you thought it was exciting because I was a bit worried that it was just me. Because I was watching Armad thinking their defense looks so much better than Mayo's, and I was like, is this just because I'm coming from up north? I want <laughs> an extra man back, but Mayo looked a bit more haphazard and just like you know, one man for themselves and that's grand but it just looked a bit off it the other day but I think it's just that your fi- your favourite word is the transition like you know it's just that intent not the boys on the ball but the boys who are off the ball to get back up again and have that bit of structure in the attack and the amount of ball they're winning in midfield I suppose as well it means it's not this slow game working out from the back so they have more energy and they're starting higher up the pitch yeah yeah maybe maybe that's it I thought Brendan Donahue, or Donahue's defending for McLaughlin's goal like while McLaughlin definitely took too many steps sweeper can't be beaten that easily like he just rounded him like he wasn't there like and he's the last line of defence here you know yeah which it's not something you saw because Donahue's a, he's a strong boy like yeah. uh, I, I played on him a couple of times and you're going to go around him you're going to you're going to feel it but he just seemed to skip around him. but again McLaughlin is he's one of those players that he doesn't ever look he looks to be gliding he never looks like he's flat out no. but he's a fast he moves fast with the ball um, and um, you know Listen, a lot of referees might have given a free out there, he was, but he took it and, and, and took his goal very well. Did he, did he miss hit the goal, McLaughlin? I thought he... Kind, no, do you know what he did? And this is, I know exactly what he did. He went on the outside of his right foot. Yeah. So his technique wouldn't be great. You should see me trying to go off the outside. I can go off the inside of my left, uh, but yeah, I never yeah. practiced the outside of my left. Yeah. So when I go off the outside of the left, I Good look like... Yeah, you know, know but you just saying, look yeah. awkward because yeah. I didn't practice the technique. Yeah. So he went off the outside of the right so it might have looked like he miskicked yeah. it, but that's just his kick off yeah. the outside yeah, of his right. Yeah. I'd imagine that was... Yeah, because it did look very awkward, didn't it? Yeah. It, it, it looked very awkward. Yeah. What about the two Armagh goal chances then? We talked about Grugan. Grugan, we'll talk about Jamie Clark first, right? So Jamie Clark was outstanding. We'll talk about, we'll just talk about this goal chance because we'll talk about Jamie in performance of the weekend. But Jamie has to score that, right? Because he did it against Cavan as well now. We, knowing how good he is, and this is the very, very top level now, trying to beat Mayo away. Can't, you won't get a better chance than that with your 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 best inside forward on his on his I'm stronger sure foot yeah. facing the, the middle of the goal facing the goal uh, like I mean Clark isn't even in the middle of the goal he's left all that side open and he wasn't playing silly beggars with him he was just out of position yeah. and because Jamie got such a bad contact on it he hit the ground two or three times Clark was able to get across yeah I think that was the, that's the big thing he didn't like if he if if that was the reverse and he was coming onto his onto his right foot, you say, oh, well, he didn't get a good strike on it, maybe, but he he has to. He, I liked the way he was trying to put it to the to the corner without trying to rip the net over, but he has to give it a little bit more pace than yeah. that. He just it nearly fell off his foot, nearly more than, um, and and this is the, this is the challenge now for for Armagh. You know they've made I think they've made progress. They've putting a good team together, but you know to mix with the big boys be playing at the big level you have to take those chances yeah. know, there's, there's no and it's it's been their Achilles heel throughout this championship you know there's loads of occasions that could think, think, you know they were in right control against Cavan you know um, the f- early in the or in, they should have won beat should down won the first, the first should, one pulling should have been Cavan the first day yeah, they yeah were four but, up. but even in the down game I think it went to extra time and 
or went did it, went to a yeah, replay yeah. because went you know there were four four or five points up. See out the game, um, and you know you look back at these chances, and that's the difference between the top teams and the next level. They'll take those chances when they're when they get them. Like you look at uh, for me, you know half chance. Okay, we can say McLaughlin's goal was was carried, but again he took it. You know, and that's that's why Mayo are, are competing, even though they've they've injuries, and you know you think maybe they're. As you pointed out earlier on, they're dead men walking, but they're still walking, you know. Yeah. And and that's the that's for me is the big difference. Ah yeah, they pulled it out of the fire. Like I mean, with Keegan going off, Andy Moore and taking off. You can't even include Andy Moore because they decided <laughs> yeah. to do that. Mm. Then it was you know, Dermot O'Connor. Dermot O'Connor out, Ruan out for the year. They were really down to the bare bones. I yeah. suppose Killian O'Connor, Vaughan coming back, they were two big pluses for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking about Jamie. Does, does he need to go the the instep there, or can he not? He's got enough space, surely he can just hit it at the top of his laces with enough pace to go in. Yeah, punt it in, but I suppose yeah. he's got so much control off the inside. It's what you're comfortable with, because it was the exact same technique he used against uh, Cavan. But he drove that. Yeah, yeah. maybe he, he thought. It, maybe I thought he'll placed it. Maybe because he drove the one against Cavan, he went. I'll take yeah. it off of here, and maybe just be low on confidence. It didn't look like the strike of a fella who is completely confident. Yeah, well, he's not someone that you think suffers from a lack of confidence. No, no, because he's been playing brilliantly. Yeah, and he brilliant five or six points. I think did he? Yeah, brilliant yeah. second half. But Grugan has to score his too. Oh yeah. Now Grugan's is an open goal. If he puts it low, he's rolling that into an empty net, right? Yeah. Only, you know, Clark's getting across at, at speed. But again, that's another chance that really that has to be... You don't, you don't you see those goals in soccer all the time. You don't yeah. see examples of that where you're just inside and you've an empty net to tap it into, do you? Yeah, you don't yeah. see them in Gaelic But he, ha- he has to hit the target anyway. Yeah. He has to hit the target. Like driving it over the, over the crossbar from there. He, and it, again, he doesn't have to rip the net up, but he has to put it at a little bit of pace... Um, and, and keep it low and you think Jeannie Clark is, is, is beating all Is on his weaker right or is he both legs the same? His left is his stronger. I think his left is strongest but he does both lovely feet even the way he tapped it over I know he didn't mean to tap yeah, it over yeah. but he just you know, floated over the bar but it, it was a bit wider like I listened to it first on the radio and then I heard it was an open net and then when I watched it he's a bit further out than I thought he might have been he still should score but yeah, the, the distance and I An open net a shot I'd, I'd probably be more critical of Clark being face on the goal, huge side to aim at that he should have scored that. But it, it, like, geez, you see, Armel be kicking themselves here, lads. Did a whole load of chances to win this game, and then you have Shields giving away that silly foul on McLaughlin, yeah. two late fouls on McLaughlin, silly stuff. Now the one that was from the free, that was very soft. That was wrestling in a little a little group, and quite often forwards initiate that, don't yeah, they, Johnny, to do, get yeah. away? McLaughlin fell down very easy, and the ref fell for it. I'd love to. I, I don't know that it showed on the Sunday game. I didn't watch the highlights on the Sunday game. I just saw it. They didn't show too many replays of it or, or close up. McLaughlin just seemed to fall over very easily there. Now, whether he bought that free or not, I don't know. But when you see a group of three and four uh, defenders and forwards in a bunch, the forwards are usually doing that to try and do a block move and get the hell out of there yeah, you know they're yeah. initiating that that little bunch and it brought the free from you know a tough a tough position I think it was they said on this Sunday game oh, six, way out, 61 yeah. metres back in front of the goals and you know, like did the show on the Sunday game it up close or was it a free? Like, I mean, if, listen, I thought it was soft, soft, uh, very soft. I thought it was soft. You know, especially in in a, in a really tight game, referees are a little bit attentive. I, I don't know. I would I I would say a lot of referees wouldn't have given it. That'd be my opinion of it anyway. Yeah. What do you think, Conan? Like, I mean, I suppose the one from play was a definite free, which was a bad one as well. Yeah. No, I agree with you because 
like the forwards do start that thing is there's nothing worse when you're playing cornerback and you're just trying to keep your eye on your man and I know they're not always honest but you're worried in that position where the ball can be kicked in so you're keeping your eye on your man and you don't want to pull either because you know the ref can keep an eye on everything and then a forward comes across and checks you or blocks you or somebody else just comes and grabs your shirt so then that's when you react and yeah there's a lot of hands on there but yeah. the managers tell you to have kind of hands on there don't they you know you have to keep your eye on them in some yeah. way and there's blocks it, it's definitely it's definitely one that uh I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't I don't want to be too critical of Shields because I thought that was a soft one. So, like, I mean, we have a whole load of things. We have to give Mayo some credit, lads, because we've talked a lot about Armagh. <laughs> they pulled this game out of the fire. When the game was in the melting pot, they went wet. They went 2-11 to 1-9 up. Then they were outscored by six points to two. About similar against down. They had that game won, and then all of a sudden they're shitting it at the end. That they're like, <laughs> they can't see... They, like, they seem unable to put a game away and just have their supporters relax yeah. but like they do deserve credit because that game was got running could have easily run away from them considering everything they were up against absolutely and and you know with the with the like alright they took Andy Moore off but he's, he's a, a go-to player for me anyway he's a go-to player for them again Lee Keegan gone off so it would have been easy to, to, to fizzle away there and say well look at you know we weren't good enough on the day, but they did. They ground ground it out, and that's to me is a, is a, a sign of a really good, good mentally tough team. And um, you know we're still able to go and still able to you know keep pushing, pushing, and um, look at it'll be it'll be interesting to see what way injuries and stuff how bad is Lee Keegan, but. Jason Doherty went off injured too. He went off injured as well, which is again is a you know you don't replace these lads on a whim either. So, but as man says, they're they're still there if if they go play against Galway now, and I'd rather be I'd rather be still in it than yeah. you know. And I think they do deserve credit because the odds the odds were stacked against them um, coming into that last few minutes, and and, and they got through. Yeah, Galway Mayo, two teams riddled with injuries going head to head. So we'll see how that one goes. Right, we'll come back with Paddy Power performance of the weekend. he gave me back then was he, we were in the Glenroy on a night out and he, I'd never met him before and he put his arm around me and he said you won't go too far wrong if you win the ball and give it to me I said alright well okay <laughs> that's great advice yeah it was <laughs> for you <laughs> okay Paddy Power performance of the weekend we have to start with Darren Cohen lads because it was almost a carbon copy of the Roscommon game where he just glided points over from difficult angles at his ease. He doesn't look like a great player. He's not that fast, but he's incredibly accurate. And if you're incredibly accurate, you have a chance at any level of football that you play at. Yeah, and he he makes it look, you know, he just... Some of his points he kicked, he just stroking him over the back. Yeah. He was, he was he's really good. And, um, you know, and he seems to have... He seems to be cute enough as the brain to say, "Well, look, at it. I'm not going to try to beat this man out for pace. Yeah. I, I just yeah. sit into the pocket. Ball comes back to me, or and just just drops the hip, and and you nearly know he's going to be scored. He, he was really, really good for me. He was a big, big plus for me. Oh, you know, when they needed scores badly, yeah. he, he he provided them. When they, where has this lad been? I, they I could don't have. Know. They, what could they not have done with this fella in the 16, 17 All Ireland finals? I'm, Do you know what I mean? When the game is is so close that you need a score, you need someone to swing you over one. Where was this lad? Yeah, I remember asking this to Connor uh, in the league when he was going so well, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like people have always known about him." And it's like, why is he not getting him in? Because like, yeah, like he's got killer instinct, and not everybody has that. Like very few people do. And yeah, as Johnny says, like you know, sort of 
when not to go and like you know, he knows when not to take on his man but he always knows where the posts are too yeah so. he won't take on his man that's yeah. not in his game his yeah. game is kicking points that's yeah, his yeah, game yeah. Right? I think I love him because he doesn't have pace as well. he was yeah. a fellow struggler with pace but like he just he doesn't need it He's, he just wins the ball and puts it over yeah okay Jamie Clark and Stefan Campbell um, geez, nearly for their sec- Jamie Clark for his second half performance when he was outstanding Stefan Campbell um pretty much for the whole game he's a brilliant player and to think he's in and off the team and like I mean he has to start for me but just in when the game was in the melting pot towards the end he scored a great point um, off his left then you could see him in the middle of the field demanding the next one and that's when he skipped past two players and kicked the one on the run flicked it in off, off the right like I mean that was inspirational stuff and his tail really was up at that stage because he was celebrating his, his scores to the crowd and you know Jamie Clark, Stephen Campbell, Rian O'Neill. I know we talk all the time about the Armagh Arma forward line, but they really do have exciting forwards and have have forwards that have proved against Mayo that can stand up when needed as well and have a bit of bottle. Yeah, they do. Um, there's no doubt about it. But again, it's a bit like the, the, the thing. You know, they have to make a count. And like you mentioned, you mentioned those players are, are fantastic players and. Throwing Rory Grugan into that mix, and your your hard working uh, Jam- uh, Jamar Hall, Hall. Yeah. like their names now, they're sort of names that roll off the tongue without even thinking about them. So, yeah. but again, they're out of the championship. So, it's it's time for those lads to to decide where how do we get to the next level, where we're going to go, um, and you know there'll be there'll be they'll be disappointed men um, at the, t- today if they're not still in the championship but they're not and we can talk about potential and we can talk about yeah. but you have to deliver and you have to deliver on the big side I know and, and, and they did in lots of ways uh, but again you know there was big scores to be taken um, and, and they didn't and that's the challenge for our man out is, is to, to bring that to the next level but um, just on, the, on, on Campbell I, I, I don't know you think he should start every time but Every time he comes in, I, I don't know whether, and I don't know the chap, I don't know and about him, but you'd wonder, is it a case of he's just, when he comes into a game, maybe the pace drops a little bit. Because he, he really, he ignites the thing when he does, when he does, because he kicks some massive score. And he, he does, it seems to always deliver for them. He'll always come up with a score and he's very, very accurate. You know? I think he's better in around the half forward line. I think he likes to get in. He likes in to run onto ball. He likes to run onto yeah, ball. Yeah. And he is a, he's a lot faster than you might actually even yeah. think. He's a very, he's a very, very good player. Um, yeah, I think it's hard to know with Armagh because they're in a bit of a situation like uh, Kildare in that two years ago they had a really strong team and they got a run to beat Kildare actually in Croke Park. Mm. And then Jamie went, Stephen Campbell had had took a year out and then last year they were a week and now they're back having their strong, strong team again and you don't know what they're going to be like next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jamie's mm. going transferring to a club in London so you don't know if he's going to be around. So you're right, suppose this year... Um, was maybe one they want, should have really made a go for but then again Mayo away wasn't an easy no, draw for them you know that kind of way Was last year the, the Ross Common game that class game was that round four maybe so did he get even further last year no it, it all depends on the draw that you get and oh stuff that got well, them into like. the Super 8 yeah that got Ross Common yeah. into the Super mm. 8 so yeah. like you know Again, he got me also, but it just shows that they haven't really taken a step. Like you know, they're still around that same area. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. I suppose they did need to get to the super eights to make progress. If that's what if that's what they want, I still think they made progress performance wise. Mm. Colin Boyle, lads, that that was the kind of game Colin Boyle kind of revels in. Now, Colin, he obviously he makes mistakes. He does some silly things, but he makes some great in- interceptions. I wasn't sure about man of the match, but he definitely deserves uh, a shout out. He had a bad wide as well off the outside of his right. He usually sticks those ones over. But I thought Colin Boyle w- was very good. Peter Hart, 
Um, lads got seven uh, on Saturday. He got four from play. Um, he was very. He was back to his best again, Johnny. You said he kind of had the freedom of the park, which is a weird one. Then it's again, a very strange one. Yeah. When when these lads are dropping back inside their forty five, you can't follow them that far. I know you say you should follow one or two of them, like Donnelly and Hart need to be tagged. I, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. But he was immense. He was he was really really good, and you know he he's a hardy buck as well. Like he he ships he ships a few hard tackles, and he doesn't seem to uh, it doesn't seem to bother him a whole lot. You know he's. And he's one of these players that, you know, you, you think and you could play him in, in, in any position because he's just a really, really good footballer, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's a, he's a major, major plus for that team. He, he makes that team tick for me. Yeah, left and right. Left and he, right, He's yeah. uh, definitely improved his right. He got a good one with the right. Kevin Feely and Fergal Conway were going to give them uh, joint uh, nominations. Conway was brilliant in the first half, maybe not as good in the second half, but Jesus, he... he Talking about being an inspirational player, like is midfield, is midfield his best position now? Like has he moved on, moved on from uh, working wing forward? He started out centre back, didn't he? he well, he he would have played, he would have played all his underage at centre back, um, played a couple of league matches when he came on to the team at centre back, and um, but then went to played a half forward line, but again started playing a half forward, but coming into that that middle of the field, but um, yeah, he was immense and has been like he the goal he scored against. Um, Against Longford, he took it in inside the Longford sixty-five and travelled through non-stop. And he yeah, through the roof of the net. He's been he's been really really good for for uh, and very 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 strong. Um, you know, in the past people would have been critically looks for contact a bit too much, but he's very very hard to dispossess when you when you get and his his accuracy is is um, you know it's really it's really top class and he he had a really fine game and without him and Feely we were in, in a lot of bother on yeah on, uh, in a lot of bother yeah. Feely got a couple of inspirational points in the second half in the second half um, definitely really big good ones and celebrated them as well so you were thinking maybe there could be something on here but yeah it, it, yeah well look at I suppose you're trying to the big the big crowd and nobles you're probably trying to get the crowd behind you and um, you know and he's very very accurate off both feet um, Feely is you know and he, I I think he's He's lost a little bit of a mobility around the middle, like two years ago, and he was he was like a box to box player. He was up and down the field. He was getting on scores. He seems to have lost that bit of zip for some reason. He's gotten very blocky. Isn't he, he has, yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he used to have that top gear where he just glide by. That that sort of he sort of kind of regressed a little bit on that. Right. Maybe it's something he needs to look at. But his field and there's not a better fielder in the country than him. Um, he's just and even from a jumping a standing position. He can just get he can get to the clouds very very well. He had a fine game. Yeah. So Kevin Martin, lads, he scored six points for Westmead. He got three from play. We saw all three. Sometimes you're lucky on the Sunday game. Yeah. Your package will include the scores you got. <laughs> Other times you're like, for God's sake, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> but Kevin Martin can be a very happy man yeah. last night. All three points. So he could actually bullshit. I well, I got a couple more as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't show so he got the inspirational type of scores, I suppose. Coming late on the play all the time. Wearing number six but playing wing forward I'm pretty sure but he's doing it for Westmead for a long time now looks completely out of shape doesn't look fully fit like I know he's kind of small and barrelly by nature but definitely looks like he's has a bit of weight on him but again lads accuracy no matter what you'll always survive if you're accurate won't you like I mean it's, it's, it's incredible like for the Masters the other day I got four shots to the goal got one point but I got I say I might have got 30 possessions but you're not sc- you're you're missing you're missing shot. You know what I mean? Some yeah. other lads get four shots. It's four points guaranteed. Yeah. If I get a shot, they make the Sunday game then. <laughs> <laughs> but I I remember Morris Fitzgerald in an interview a couple of years back saying that 
you know, who wouldn't be maybe noticed for his huge pace run. He said, all I needed was enough time to tr- swing my leg. Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd perfected the art of striking the ball so much that once he had it in his possession and all he needed was just enough to swing the leg um, and, and it was enough. And that, I suppose when you, when you think about it, you know, blanket defence and all that, but when you have that, if you're confident enough in your own ability that you've done it time and time and time again, you know, you'll take on shots maybe you shouldn't take on um, and, and, you know, um, that's what the really top class forwards do. You know, they just seem to step back, have a have a yard space, and just and have a go. You know, just stick them over. Yeah. Imagine the confidence it will give you to know that once you get any yard of space, yeah. that you're going to swing that over. Yeah. So then say, because even like, I mean, I even make the case. Do you ever even just play out in America and you see this unbelievable player that's never even played? Yeah. Like the accuracy of some of these fellas, <laughs> like it's incredible. Yeah. And you're like. You could have played in a county. Oh, never really bothered her. You, yeah, you know, be yeah. fond of the beer. But yeah. I'm sure these lads are in every county. You're just having that accuracy. Uh, Paul Kingston and Donny Kingston lads were outstanding for for Leash. Paul got four from play. Uh, Donny got six, three from play. So um, Evan O'Carroll was actually dropped for Ross Munley, which was a, a big call again from uh, John Sucru. But we'll see against Cork. Leash still have some tasty forwards. But I suppose against Offaly, they got the space. And that's the big thing. Colin Murphy played well again he got two um, it's getting it's having Paul Kingston against Mead, no space yeah. out in front but not able to have any end product I suppose it's almost like a unique game that game in a more park where you're like it's like a game we played Johnny yeah, back yeah, years yeah. ago you yeah, know yeah and you do that's, and that's the thing that the longer you stay in this championship the pressure comes on um, you don't get the time you don't get the space if, you, if you're lucky enough to skip by your man there's another man to meet you and it's just Every decision you made is made at a hundred mile an hour, and that's where some players do struggle, and that's where the really good players are able to. That's the environment that they really thrive in, and some don't. And it's yeah. nothing. It's probably nothing got to do with physique or 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 ability. It's just having that awareness, that what do you want to call it, spatial awareness or mental toughness, or whatever it is. To just they're just able to do that, and and that's going to be the challenge for, as you say, for for the likes of um the likes of Leash now. You know how will the you will get the space against Offaly. Now it's another level. How will the, and and might get a bit against the, Cork. Yeah, yeah might, might not be too yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? Just to finish up on that point is just beating your man, and then not having the work done. Another yeah. lad's coming to you, and then what do you, you suppose? You just I don't know, Johnny. You kind of came across this defensive systems more than I did. Like I mean, it's just. Like I don't know, your whole game has to mindset has to change. Yeah, and for for me, and and for, was was you always had to be moving, you know. And and sometimes the the hardest place. So I looked at Jimmy Highland who came on for Clare, and who to me is an absolutely brilliant finisher, and he's he's only a young guy, but he didn't get a shot on goal. But he, he won way out the field. He, he won a lot. Yeah, he he won a lot of ball. He worked really hard, and the reason he got, went out was out around the field was he just wanted the ball get on, make something happen, which is admirable. In, in lots of ways but you end up just being a link man you know you get the ball oh, yeah. and you're flying it. it's, it's to be able to come again and come again and you know it's, it's, it's a bit like that you know you have to arrive you have to be there you mightn't get the ball but if you're not there you know you're, you're not going to so it's, it's making that, that second run that third run and all of a sudden then your defender lose you for a split second and you have enough chance to, to pull the trigger yeah. and, and that's the way it is it's, it's relentless you know it, it's a tough position even the even the loops doesn't work against the defensive systems because you come around the loop, you meet someone else. You nearly have to come around in the loop, then give another one to, yeah. and hope to get on the end of another one after. Yeah, like it's yeah. almost like throwing it around like rugby, you know. You're, but you're but yet there's 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 loads of like there's this 
still been lots of high scoring games like you look at the Tyrone Kildare it was 115 to 222 which is even though there's all these defensive bodies back they're still getting opportunities to score they are they've you evolved know. now they're getting through yeah. them but that's a huge uh, compliment to be played to the teams now that they're actually able to get through these you know yeah. which mm. you, and they're committing more bodies to get mm. through them which is I think when they came in first teams were afraid to put too many bodies up and they were attacking in twos and threes now teams are pushing near, nearly all their players up to try and get through bar you, maybe one yeah and you were seeing games like you know 13 points to 8 and stuff like that now like 115 to 122 some scoring you yeah, know yeah. Um, no, not if you're Kildare or for Tyrone <laughs> they but got 217 from play Tyrone did actually yeah which, um, is, which is phenomenal kicking you know yeah so Paddy Power performance of the weekend goes to Darren Cohen um, four from play really and he scored them when they were really needed and when the Mayo um, desperately needed someone to stand up and be counted and this isn't an isolated performance he did it against Roscommon as well so four from play Darren Cohen performs the weekend that's all we've time for and these games are on next weekend aren't they split we don't have venues or anything yet so we'll, yet. We'll, we'll have to see we'll talk to you about them on Thursday good luck the GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing first goal scorer, bet gets a goal. I'm not finished yet, it took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and, uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back to their county jerseys. That these fellas will get such a shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their f***ing houses for f***ing 10 years.